G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Hi, Neil Johnson back with you on another 2020 podcast. Remember, you can hear 2020 on the Vision Radio Network from 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time on the Vision Radio Network of FM and AM radio stations, as well as streaming on vision.org.au. Well, same-sex marriage has become a major issue in Australia as Christians try to defend the definition of marriage between one man and one woman. But just across the ditch in New Zealand, they're having similar issues, even to the extent of the New Zealand Parliament passing the first reading of a same-sex marriage bill and some Christian churches supporting same-sex marriage. Bob McCoskery is the National Director of New Zealand Christian Lobby Group Family First and he joins us now to give us his time on what's been happening. Hello, Bob. Welcome to 2020. Hi there. Good to be on the show. Uh, Bob, what's happening with the same-sex debate and with this legislation in New Zealand? Well, basically, the first vote was held and uh, it was a two-to-one majority in favour of sending it to the select committee. So it was 80 votes uh, for and 40 votes against. So it's off to the select committee process now. That will be another sort of six months and um, the, I guess the real debate begins because uh, it gives an opportunity for members of the public and groups and uh, organisations and churches to make submissions to Parliament uh, in the same way that you've done in Australia. It was, it was probably 80 votes was probably a little higher than people expected. They thought it might be a little bit closer, maybe 70 to 50, uh, but... My reading of it is that a lot of the politicians were willing to vote for it at the first reading and have the debate through the select committee uh, and weren't quite ready to um, vote against it just yet. I think some of the politicians were also a bit nervous about voting against it and just being subjected to very strong lobbying um, by the by the same-sex marriage uh, supporters. So uh, there's still work to be done and um, and... Look, to tell you the truth, I don't know what it's like in Australia, but if you bring up the word marriage, it's almost like a swear word in New Zealand. You just don't talk about family structure and you certainly don't mention it in government departments. And uh, um, so to suddenly have this mass debate and to have so many politicians wanting to talk about marriage, it's just a wonderful opportunity to talk about the role and purpose and function of marriage as we understand it. Well, I've got to say, we've got no worries talking about marriage between a man and a woman being the uh, traditional and best definition of marriage. But when you flick around the channels uh, watching TV, you'll note that the uh, the journalists, the presenters are all yeah. very tentative about how they talk about marriage because they don't want to get the uh, the marriage equality people or the same-sex marriage people offside because yeah. uh, they don't want to reflect what is traditional and they need to be convinced that this traditional definition actually is worth maintaining. And this is where the church comes in. What sort of passion is there in the churches in New Zealand uh, to stand up and be counted and to be outspoken when it comes to maintaining a traditional definition of marriage? 
Well, let me just deal with the media issue firstly. Um, yes, the media is lobbying for support of this bill. Um, I would say some of their um, coverage has been downright biased. Uh, and, you know, there's been coverage of same-sex couples and there's been TV stars hauled out who want to get married and, uh, you know, to a same-sex partner. So it, it has been a real battle, but we've had that on other issues as well. So it's sort of uh, no surprise. In terms of the churches, um, I think the churches were a little bit slow uh, on the uptake, to tell you the truth, and uh, I think it was only once we got a website up and running and uh, in just one month we got 50,000 signatures on a petition, which we thought was pretty good, actually, because I figured out per head of population we're doing better than Australia um, and the UK as well for similar petitions. So... So I think it gave the churches a little bit of courage to speak up. The Catholic Church, uh, as is always the case, were not backwards and coming forwards on this issue and were quite clear where they stood. But some of the other uh, mainline denominations, there were sort of a few uh, smaller churches, more exception to the rule, um, um, church leaders who came out and said that they supported gay marriage. But then the denominational heads um, from around the country released an open letter just before the vote yesterday. It was signed by 70 major church leaders and saying, no, they did not accept the same-sex marriage. So basically we're saying that the, the church leaders on the whole reject the bill, but there were some very noisy uh, exceptions to the rule that were promoting the bill uh, originally, we were the target because we were one of the few groups uh, speaking up. Uh, I guess you could consider our campaign, campaign a little bit similar to Australian Christian Lobby, but uh, we we sort of weren't you know connected directly to any of the churches as such. So it's, I think it just gave the churches a bit of um, confidence. And and to tell you the truth, I think that's what the, this debate is actually about in terms of the politicians. We see our strategy as uh, giving conviction and courage to politicians to vote against this bill because any of them that have raised their hand and said we're going to vote against the gay marriage bill have been absolutely hammered uh, and in the media and um, through emails and Facebook, etc. And, and so, you know, we've just got to give them the courage to continue to make, make the stand and vote against it. Courage is an important word, isn't it? Because I think uh, in Australia, too, it appears to be that our politicians have become targets for the same-sex marriage lobby. Mm. And, uh, and they're receiving input all the time. And yep. uh, if the churches are not making a strong stance, and if there's not a a singular focus, then somehow or other the argument feels like it could go one way or the other and uh, towards that same-sex side. Whether you agree or disagree with the um, pro-gay lobby, you've got to give the... uh, You've got to hand it to them. They've got backbone. They're completely committed to their cause. They are very motivated and they're well-organised. And to tell you the truth, I think the church has got a lot to learn. Uh, Unfortunately... Um, churches can be scared of being called names and being labelled uh, and they just don't want to get involved in the public domain but I think they have to I think that the role of the church is to be a conscience to the government uh, and to protect people from 
from bad decisions being made by politicians. And so if I was to say that the church had to stand up at any time, it would be on this issue. Uh, as you say, marriage is a foundation of family. Um, it predates the state. It predates church because it's been a natural phenomenon. It's the only relationship where a, where um, two people, a man and a woman, can produce a child. And, uh, you know, the proponents of uh, gay marriage are saying, well, it, the law is discriminatory. Well, nature is discriminatory, isn't it? Because um, because of nature, only a man and a woman can produce a child. A man and a man can't, and a woman and a woman can't. So, you know, there's just some basic statements. I mean, the law, our current marriage law is actually already discriminating because it actually stops a father marrying her da- his daughter. It stops two teenagers marrying if they're under 18 without permission of the parents. Uh, it, it stops me marrying somebody else because I'm already married. So it already discriminates. Uh, and the argument is equality, uh, but equality is about legal recognition. And about eight years ago, New Zealand changed 150 bits of law to give legal recognition to same-sex couples in a, in a ceremony called civil union. So the fact of the matter is they have legal recognition and they should just leave the definition of marriage alone. Well, there is a battle ahead uh, for you guys in New Zealand as there is a battle that is going on in Australia to uh, defend that definition of marriage between one man and one woman. And, uh, you know, you take that further for the protection of children in a family environment uh, for a lifelong commitment. Uh, Bob McCroskey is the National Director of Family First in New Zealand. And, Bob, uh, just great to have your insights. And uh, I think there'll be uh, Aussies around Australia who will keep you in their prayers too, knowing that in New Zealand you've got a battle ahead of you there. Thanks for being with us today on 2020, Bob. Okay, cheers. Really appreciate your prayers. Thanks. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.